What's up, lovely mama friend? Welcome to Tuesday. How are you all doing? Are things going all right? I hope they are. I, first of all, wanted to give uh, the countries of France and Sri Lanka a shout out. Yes, they put me in the top 50 for a hot minute. So thank you for supporting Generation on a Mission. I so appreciate that. Okay, mama, I know the end of the year can be a roller coaster for all humans involved in anything that has to do with life. So we're going to hunker down and get to chatting about a timely topic. I want to have a frank discussion with you about the jolly guy who lives up north and I know you know who I'm talking about. So here's a little disclaimer that you should probably listen to this episode behind closed doors or with headphones without the presence of your little ones, which I know might be tough with those little ones who, um, you know, like to walk in on you when you're gone for two minutes using the restroom. So I'm going to keep it short. So are your headphones in? All right, great. I wanted to ask you, with the holidays coming up, I know there's a lot of chatter about that dreaded elf who comes back every year and Big Red, of course, as he's making his way into town. But there is something I wanted to ask you, and that was, is there a way we could or even should shift our paradigm when it comes to talking about Nick? Okay, can I call him Nick for the sake of this conversation? All right, I'm going to anyway. He's going to be Nick from here on out. So let's think about it. Are we looking and talking about the concept of Nick all wrong with our little ones? Is there a better way to promote him and talk about the concept of what he does rather than delivering happy packages to girls and boys who are quote unquote good? That's what we are going to be asking ourselves today, and I'm going to talk about why we might want to think about changing the way we talk about Nick and what to focus on instead when we are bringing him into the conversation. Are you ready to get down to it? Let's do it. Hey there, Mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. Here is a question I hear over and over again, and honestly, it makes me cringe every single time I hear it. And it's a question that people ask my three-year-old, and that is, have you been a good boy this year? Okay, he's three. Let's talk about that for a second. Have you been good? What does that even mean? Think about your kids asking themselves, have I been impulsive? Mm Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm now bad? Have I had a temper? Yes. Does that mean I've been bad? Did I feel rage inside of me and hit my brother when I was frustrated because I'm still learning how to handle my emotions? Uh Uh-huh. Does that mean I've been bad? Or have I had a tough time listening because I'm still learning limits and exploring what I can and cannot do? I sure have. (laughs) Does that mean I've been bad? Now, I'm not saying our three-year-olds are going to reflect on those questions, but what I am asking is, Do they even know the difference of what it means to be good or bad? 
they could make one of those mistakes and now think that they are quote unquote bad kids who don't deserve anything under the tree. And think about what a sabotaging mindset that is to have. And that goes back to a previous episode. I'm not quite sure which one at this point, but it's one of the very early episodes when I talked about how we can't just tell our kids that they are not good girls and boys when they make quote unquote bad choices. We should remind them that they are in fact good kids. They may have just made a hurtful or unkind choice that simply needs to be addressed. All kids have good intentions. Kids want to do good. Kids want to help. Kids want to love, but they don't always know how because they are still learning and navigating through life, and it's up to us to teach them. They just need a little extra guidance and reinforcement of expectations tied in with some discipline here and there to help them stay on the right path, but we all make mistakes. Think about it from our lens as parents. Does that mean we as parents are on the naughty list too when we make mistakes? We should be on the naughty list if yelling or speaking about someone unkindly or losing patience or yelling explicits under our breath or acting out of impulse or any other mistakes that are qualifications for being naughty. The only difference between us and our kids is that we don't have a physical parent watching over us telling us that we shouldn't have gotten angry and yelled while telling us that we are no longer quote-unquote good parents because we just did that and now because of that we don't deserve gifts under the tree and that's exactly what our kids hear when they mess up and we tell them now now you just hit your brother you are not being good do you want Nick to bring you anything this year don't forget he's watching you I mean what kind of message does that send to our kids talk about pressure especially if we aren't even able to hold up our end of the bargains as parents we cannot put that pressure on our kids isn't us asking if they're good kids implying that they have to keep it together listen not hit not throw tantrums or not get upset because if they do then they are no longer quote-unquote being good like really really what are we implying when we say that only quote-unquote good girls and boys get the stuff what does it even mean to be good hmm that is a nice reflective question for all of us now I know that's how history has taught us to address the concept of Nick, but is it time to start changing that perception for our kids? It's just a thought. I'd love to know what do you think about that question? Here's my thought. Our kids are learning how to live life. Yes, they make mistakes. Yes, some mistakes are bigger than others, but they are still learning. Aren't we even still learning and reflecting as adults? Why is it fair to put that kind of pressure on our kids to be good around the holidays just so Nick can deliver what they deserve, whether it's gifts or a good old lump of that black stuff in the stocking? So then there's this added pressure of, well, now you're being watched, so you better be good. Like, talk about pressure. And yes, I know there's a song about it and we can still sing it and be holly jolly and merry about it. But that leads me to my next question of how many of you tell your kids you better be good because Nick knows. Yes, he does. He's always watching. And if you aren't good, he's not bringing you what you want. Do you really think that's effective in nipping undesired behaviors? That's just a reflective question. I mean, it might work for a merry minute, but what are we teaching our kids when we say that? Plus, do you know how hard it is to contain excitement and know how to appropriately express that excitement around the holidays? That's why teachers need extra prayers around the holidays too. So send one up for them right now as you're listening to this. Pray for a teacher somewhere around the world because they need it. (laughs) The kids get so jazzed up and I'm telling you, you can't even get anything in learning wise around the holidays because it's just so chaotic in the classroom. And fun fact, 
you might actually know this, behaviors actually rise around the holidays because routines are different and kids are anticipating something exciting or maybe even nerve wracking depending on their stability at home. And they don't even know how to handle it. We can't expect them to hold it together around the holidays. We have to change our mindset about their excitement and just expect that they may have a tough time keeping it together. And that's okay. We are here to help them through it. And that's our number one job as their parents. Now back to the threat of kids not getting anything if they are quote unquote bad. Let's talk about how that's an empty threat if they still get things under the tree when they are bad, which is never a good idea. Empty threats are never a good idea when disciplining your kids, as we've talked about in episode six. If they are bad, and I'm going along the concept of good and bad here, if they are bad and Nick still brings them toys when they are quote unquote bad, then what kind of message does that send to them? It sends a mixed message when it comes to expectations. They're over here thinking, mom said I hit and that's not being good. And she said Nick was not going to give me anything underneath the tree. And Nick still came, so I still got what I want even when I hit. Okay, I can hit and still get what I want. Okay, that's fair game, right? Okay, first of all, throwing in Nick is just an awful consequence for our kids. If our kids hit, then we just need to discipline right then and there. We shouldn't bring Nick into it at all. And that's just the end of that, right? Keep Nick out of it. Keep Nick out of our discipline. That's all I have to say about that. Moving on. I just want to check in. Are the kids still away? Are your headphones still in? Because if not, here's a gentle reminder that we should keep out the headphones because we're going to chat for a hot second about that friend who comes back every year. And here's your cue to pause. Pause, pause, pause. Okay, you ready? All right, here we go. I'm talking about the elf. If you want to have one for jolly times and some fun, great, do it. But parents are getting so wrapped up in, oh my gosh, what am I going to tell my kids when the elf didn't move? I don't really want to have an elf, but I feel obligated to have an elf. What do I tell them when they touch him because they are trying to explore whether or not he's legit? I should just put him in quarantine so that way the kids still know that they're being watched and I don't have to worry about moving him. Okay, why is that even a thing? Do you even hear how that sounds? It sounds like this. I need my kids to know that they're being watched for good behavior because I don't want to continue teaching it myself, question mark. And here I am. I'm honestly just curious because I just don't understand that mentality and I want to understand that perception of it. But that goes back to the fact that your kids have a harder time keeping it together around the holidays, but we don't need to send someone to watch them to help keep it together. Again, think about the pressure that puts on a kid for sure, right? But I'm just going to come right out and say it if you need to hear it. Even if it's popular, that doesn't mean we need to be a part of it right? It's okay to tell your kids that the elf doesn't visit everyone's home. But if you still want to have an elf, just say he's a jolly friend who comes around the house for the holidays. He doesn't have any strings attached. He's just a fun friend who's here to spread joy and get into some antics and leave it at that, right? But that leads me to my next question. Am I saying Nick's the Nick? Absolutely not. But what I am asking is what if we changed how we talk about what the holiday season is all about and tie in Mr. Nick when it comes to spreading holiday joy. What if instead, hear me out, we just talk about how Nick is a giving person and how he wants to spread kindness and holiday cheer to girls and boys. What a difference that mindset shift can make. We can then talk about how we want to be like Nick and spread that same cheer to others during the holiday season as we prepare for Christmas or whatever other holidays we celebrate. 
We even have a kindness chain going in our house as we are counting down to Christmas Day where every day we do a different act of kindness. And go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Michelle Schaff and peek into my stories if you want to see those different acts of kindness we are doing every day. But what if we talked about Nick in the same way? He's just there to spread joy and kindness. There are no strings attached. It's simply about acts of kindness. Then when we do that, we don't have to get into a discussion with our kids about why someone who is good didn't get any toys. Perhaps if it comes up, we can simply say, you know what? Sometimes Nick isn't able to make it to everyone's home, but that's how we can be like his helpers and spread joy to others who he's not able to visit. And honestly, I want to ask you this. I really would just love for this to turn into a discussion about how we can respond to that as parents when our kids ask us that. What do you say to your kids when it comes to why he visits some people and not others. My thoughts are that we can shift our kids' paradigms and talk about how we can use that as a chance to teach our kids how to be givers instead of only thinking about what they want for Christmas. But what are your thoughts? Share them with me at generationonamission at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission and comment under this podcast post. I would love, love, love to know what your thoughts are and how you talk about that with your kids. And this might be another unpopular opinion, but for my three-year-old, I didn't ask if he wanted to make a list to tell Nick what he wants. To me personally, that instills an I want mentality or a disappointment when he doesn't get it because Nick did not bring him what he wanted. And I mean, just think about it for a second, how Ralphie in A Christmas Story got so angry when he didn't get his Red Rider BB gun, or you know, so he thought. What disappointment he had in Nick. Why give Nick a bad rap when he doesn't give the gift that they're just dying to have, like that expensive motorized car they've been looking at? Here are my thoughts. Nick has zero expectations. If you want to make a list and give it to mom and dad, great. This way mom and dad can give you the one thing you want or the things that you want. Nick is not here to appease you. Nick is not here to give you everything and anything you want. Nick is here to spread kindness by giving you gifts he thinks you would like or would need. But the conversation also needs to be had that even though we might want things, Christmas is still about giving and we might not get anything we want and we might not get everything we want, but we should still appreciate what we do get because people thought we would really like it. I have seen hearts broken in classrooms when kids come back from break and got some sort of fancy iPad from Nick because it's just what they wanted and some others got socks and shoes even though they wanted the iPad too. It's heartbreaking to watch that and they ask, why didn't Nick bring me the iPad when I wanted it and I was good. I try my best every day but Susie got one from Nick and she rips and roars all day long. How come she got an iPad and I didn't? That doesn't make any sense. I always try my best and Nick didn't bring me what I wanted. It's sad and it raises questions. However, to combat that, I have seen different discussions about different ways to get through that, right? And one is Nick bringing something to wear, something to read, something I want, and something I need. And that's perfect. Just super simple and basic. Nick does four things and mom and dad do the rest. And I've also seen others how they talk about Nick just bringing the essentials and the parents do the ones. What are your thoughts on that? Again, I'd love for you to share them with me in our Facebook group or shout me out in an email or send a message to me on Instagram. I would love to know how Nick visits your house and what he brings your little ones. But all in all, I feel like we need to keep the Christmas joy alive for our kids, but we also need to make Christmas about kindness and giving and that being the point of Nick. Not to instill an I want mentality or a sense of 
disappointment when I asked for that $150 kitchen set and I didn't get it, even though the elves make all the toys, right? What if we changed our paradigm when we talked about Nick and didn't see him as an, oh man, what should he bring for my kids? I'm worried about what he's going to bring for my kids and I don't know how he's going to pull it off and now I'm stressing out about it type of thing. Christmas is about giving and spreading kindness. So let's spend less time worrying about trying to force good behavior onto our kids and focus on using that time to spread kindness and understand that they might mess up, right? It's the holidays. They're not going to be perfect. They're not perfect any other time of year. So why are we expecting them to be perfect now? But let's try to encourage them to be next helpers and be the joy of the season that every kid deserves without the pressure of having to be good because every move is being watched. I just want you to think about that and reflect on that and perhaps be a part of our discussion after I post this on the Facebook page. I would love to know what your thoughts are on it. But I hope that you have a blessed rest of the week and be sure to follow me for lots of activity ideas for Christmas. I'm going to start sharing some every day for my goal is 12 days, the 12 days of Christmas activities. So I'm working that out right now. Don't know when it's exactly going to start yet, but I will let you guys know as soon as it starts and we will be filled with lots of hands-on activities for your little ones as we prepare for the Christmas season. So have a great week. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.